one of the biggest gripes essentially that we hear from job seekers, and I know I've personally experienced this in my past too, is you set, you submit your application and then it's just crickets. You don't hear anything. You feel totally ghosted and it's just silence. And you kind of just assume, okay, it's been a few days, a few weeks, a few months, like I'm, I'm going to assume that this is off the table at this point. I equate it to, uh, and I think everyone's familiar with e-commerce shopping, right? Yeah. You, you log on, you purchase something, you get the initial email that says, hey, we've confirmed your purchase, but then you don't get shipping details afterwards. Right. You have no idea. I live in the city, Monica. Packages go missing all the time. I need sure. to know when I have to hop off a Zoom meeting yeah. and run downstairs and grab something. Welcome, 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 everyone. Happy Thursday. This, of course, is your weekly look at everything recruiting, talent acquisition, talent management, and human resources in general. Of course, I am talking about Talent Experience Live. Lots of fun things happening this week. I know we went live a bit earlier in the week for our Phenom X Plus live event, but we are back again because we made some news again this morning. We dropped the State of Candidate Experience 2023 Benchmark Report. Uh, and today, a little bit of a shock episode. We wanted to keep it under the covers, but we are going to un the State of Candidate Experience 2023 Benchmark Report, which is what we are going to talk about today. But before that, it is tradition around these parts to kick things off with an icebreaker. So I want to ask you, the audience at home or in the office or wherever you may be, uh, Last week, last weekend, excuse me, here in Philadelphia, uh, there was a Taylor Swift concert. For three nights, she sold out Lincoln Financial Field. There were mobs of people in the parking lot just to sing and listen outside of the arena. So I want to ask you at home, uh, if there was one concert that you could go to, if the musician was uh, alive or unfortunately deceased, who would that be and why? I know my answer would be uh, there was a concert at this point probably 10 maybe 15 years ago of Billy Joel and Elton John. And I still haven't seen Billy Joel or Elton John, and I want to see both of them, but that would be my answer. So let me know in the comments section as we dive into uh, this state of candidate experience, 2023 benchmark report. And today I am joined by a very special guest, uh, Monica Montessa, who is welcome to the program. How are you? Who is the director of content marketing here? Monica, how are you today? I'm I'm great. Yeah. It's been a big day. We've had a very big week here. It, it has been. Yeah. I know we've we've very lost nice. a little bit of sleep along <laughs> the way. Uh, when you you launch these big events, you know you, you tend to think about what could possibly go wrong, but nothing did. So we are all good. All we, good. we made it through the woods. Um, shout out Taylor Swift there. Uh, <laughs> moving on, I, no one gets on the program, Monica, without answering the icebreaker question. So I have to ask you, one concert that you could attend. Who would it be and why? Sure. So my favorite part of the show. <laughs> um, so I would have to say I would want to see Queen perform. Okay. I've always been a very big Queen fan. And I think from a performance perspective and a showmanship, I think that would just be absolutely awesome. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I watched Bohemian Rhapsody, the movie. Yes. That looked amazing. It would be pretty cool to go see a Queen, Queen concert. Yeah. Uh, I see Maggie chiming in in the comment section saying Beyonce and she is Ooh. going in July, which is very exciting. Uh, Bambi chimes in and says, yay, Billy Joel plus Elton John equals Piano Man. 
concert the best. Thank you, Bambi. I agree. I'm quite jealous of Maggie, though, going to see Beyonce that in July. will be an amazing show. I did see Beyonce a couple years ago, and right. it was nothing short of amazing. Yeah. So, no, yeah, I, I, Maggie, you're going to have a blast. <laughs> yeah, please, please come back onto the show. Tell us how it went in July. Um, but I could sit here and talk about music all day. Yes. Monica, I, that's not what we're here to do. I know some folks may be upset if I do do that. So I want to jump into the report a little bit. Obviously, just launched this morning. It is hot off the presses. Yep. But for someone who may not be familiar with it at all or may not have seen it yet, what exactly is the 2023 benchmark report on, stat or on state of candidate experience? Excuse me. Yeah. So our state of candidate experience, it's a benchmark report that audits its scores and it ranks the Fortune 500 career sites and candidate experiences. Um, and it covers a few different areas. So mm -hmm. we're looking at how they're attracting, engaging, and converting candidates. So we take a lot into account, we take a lot into account in terms of uh, the uh, search functionality on a career site, what kind of AI and automation is present, is there a chat bot, um, what kind of content is on there, and is it compelling? Do they have really strong job descriptions, the whole nine? And we carefully do that for all 500, all 500 companies in the, in the Fortune 500. And, you know, it's a really extensive overview there. Um, and, you know, we're, we're proud of this report and excited to get it out there. Yeah, I, I mean, you see the posts on social media all the time of people applying to X amount of jobs. Essentially, yeah. we do that here at Phenom, right? For the Fortune 5, we apply to 500 jobs and audit how they perform at the right. end of the day. Uh, so tons of great information in there. But I have to ask you, I know I've been around for, for a few years. How many years have we been doing this report and, and how much data do we have essentially backlogged for? Yeah, so this is our seventh year um, of the State of Can Experience report. So we've had quite a lot of years um, and, you know, it's it's awesome to see just how it's really evolved. You know, we're always finding something new in the data. Um, this year we have a another new little aspect to it. So yeah, seven years, seven years and going. Seven years is is a long time. I think about we were in kindergarten when we launched our first one. Now we're in seventh grade. We're, <laughs> yep. The lights are almost on. We're almost in high school graduating. This is a, a, a big piece of data that we're, yeah. we're gathering here. So I have to ask you, obviously doing it over the course of seven years and probably more importantly, over the, the last three or so years, mm -hmm. have we begun to notice any trends, specifically positive trends in talent sure. acquisition? Because I think back to what 2016, uh, career sites looked a lot different and that yeah. phenom looked a lot different at that day and age. Um, what are some of the positive things that we we gathered from this report? Yeah, so it's it's interesting you call that out because we what we did do for this year was we took a, an analysis and we looked back at the last three years, you know, really since COVID, what kind of changes have we seen across the Fortune 500 and the candidate experiences that they're delivering? And a couple of things that really stood out to us was, you know, just in general, there were certain AI intelligence and automation features that companies started using, um, you know, at, at significantly higher rates than, than we've seen before. Yeah. So um, in particular, we saw a 250% increase in job recommendations based on browsing history. There was a 150% increase in chatbots. And, you know, I think when we talk about just the change in what job seekers now expect and how, and how companies really need to transform and reconsider how they're making 
uh, jobs accessible to candidates and how they're helping them find them faster, how they're communicating with them. Um, you know, we are really seeing that come through a lot in, in the data, um, especially from the, the last three years. Yeah, no, I, I mean, you mentioned a couple huge stats there, right? 250% yeah. increase in, in personalized uh, job journeys or, or, or candidate journeys, excuse yeah. me, 150% increase on, on the chatbot. It seems like yesterday, but I, I remember five years ago, prior to COVID, was really when AI started to take shape, I think, within the talent acquisition space. Yeah. I, I remember, I think Phenom launched personalization on demand at, at that point in time. Fast forward to today, do you think it's now universally accepted when we see some of these numbers that mm -hmm. have really started to illuminate themselves um, where it's it's no longer a nice have or, or even a must have. Yeah. It is you have to have it if you want yeah. to reach candidates. Yeah, I definitely for sure. You know, with the job market the way it, that it is today, there's still more jobs than there are candidates, and candidates are more selective now before now more than ever before. And for like one way that we're seeing organizations are trying to get around that and really establish a better connection with candidates is by implementing tools like chatbots and making sure that their career site, um, people can easily find what they're looking for. You know, how, how long does it take to get to the job that, you know, might be the right fit for them? Yeah. So the sooner that companies are, uh, the sooner that people are able to find that information, you know, they apply faster, they, they feel more connected um, with the company as well. And I think in addition to some of the technology piece too, we're also finding that, um, you know, companies are focusing more on their employer brand and the types of content that they have on their site, you know. Are they including information about company culture? Do they have employee testimonials? Um, people really know, want to know what they're going to get themselves into. It's it's a pretty big decision to make, yeah. um, you know. And just one you know quick look at a job description isn't always going to be enough. And yeah. I think we're what we're seeing in the data too is that companies are starting to really recognize that and and do something about it. I mean, there's there's a number of positives that that you mentioned there. The the speed, right? I think yeah. of our attention spans. This is shame on me. I can't even sit down and watch a television show without opening up Twitter or whatever right. it may be just out of habit. I think that's a societal issue, but sure. again, different topic <laughs> for, for a different time. And then you mentioned specifically there having an organization maybe have a job description versus one that is quite frankly littered with content, whether yeah. it be employee testimonials, company culture, things like that. If you're AB testing yeah. where a candidate wants to go, with their attention span where they're reading a job description oh here's a video oh here's you know another video here's images of, of what they did last week all of that is going to come into play and it, mm -hmm. it all sounds quite positive based on the 250 percent increase that you mentioned before yeah now we could sit here all day and talk <laughs> about positives we know that sure. doesn't drive clicks at the end of the day monica so are there any areas of concern that were also illuminated in this report where yeah. you look at it and you think Fortune 500 companies, these are the, the best of the best. Why don't they have X, Y, and Z? Yeah. I think one thing that really stands out to me, and especially when it comes down to the experience that companies are providing candidates, is the follow-up that happens. After a candidate submits an application, they fill out their form, they add their resume, they hit submit. 
um, what happens after they get that initial email confirming that their application has been submitted. Mm -hmm. And one of the biggest, you know, gripes essentially that we hear from job seekers, and I know I've personally experienced this in my past too, is you set, you submit your application and then it's just crickets. You don't hear anything. You feel totally ghosted and, you know, it's just silence and you kind of just assume, okay, it's been a few days, a few weeks, a few months, like I'm, I'm going to assume that this is off the table at this point. And, you know, I think at the end of the day, it's just not setting up a, a positive experience at, at all. And, you know, we're definitely hearing from a lot of job seekers too, when they think, when they talk about um, applying for jobs and just that frustration of not knowing, is this going to turn into something? Is it not? And I think that's something that the report can, usually every year, and especially this year, we're seeing that that's a major opportunity for, for companies. It makes sense. I equate it to, and I think everyone's familiar with e-commerce shopping, right? Yeah. You, you log on, you purchase something, you get the initial email that says, hey, we've confirmed your purchase, but then you don't get shipping details afterwards. Right. You have no idea. I live in the city, Monica. Packages go missing all the time. I need sure. to know when I have to hop off a Zoom meeting yep. and run downstairs and grab something. When we take that thought process and we apply it to talent acquisition, candidates want to know where they stand, where they are in the process. Yeah. If they're waitlisted because other folks are are moving through that, that mm -hmm. transparency is what we we all strive and, and look for. Yeah. Um, but that brings me to a, a different aspect of it. When we talk about the Fortune 500, mm -hmm. it's it's 500 organizations, right? Sure. We are you know comparing Apple to Southwest Airlines and everything in between. When it comes to folks who may want to see how they stack up against their specific industries or their competition, mm -hmm. is there an industry breakdown so that you can see how you are compared to other e-commerce or yeah. other technology? And, and what does that look like? Yeah, well, it's exactly that. So we do have in the report and a breakdown of 14 different industries. So somebody could go in there, take a look, see what the overall, how the overall industry scored um, as a as a group and just get a sense of, okay, across this whole space, here's where we're averaging um, when it comes to attracting, engaging, and converting candidates. And then you can then see yourself and, and where your company uh, ranks against others others in your industry too. So definitely a lot of a lot of insight um, packed in this in this report. Absolutely. I mean, if, if you think about it from the ability where you may look at the report and say, oh, I thought we would be in the top 100 or in the yeah. top 50, but then you look at your industry and you're like, actually, we are the best of the best for where we're at right now. Mm -hmm. It still gives you that stretch goal that we love to talk about in yeah. tech and everything along those lines. But from the perspective of you see how you rank with the best of the best and then where you are in your respective industries. Now, we talked about a couple stats there, Monica, mm -hmm. the 250% the uh, personalized job journeys, the 150% increase in chatbots. Are there any other key stats that we can leverage to entice some folks who may be on the live stream right now sure. to hop in and, and kind of unpack this a bit more. Yeah. And so, you know, I we mentioned a little bit before that the three-year analysis, we did see these improvements, you know, just generally in a few different areas when it comes to the use of AI, automation, um, even some content on the website. But one thing that we did see for 2023 is just in the year alone, there's still a big gap when it comes to what companies are doing now and where they could be in terms of using the 
using all of these different elements and best practices to deliver an experience for candidates that we think will be really strong. So one example is, you know, chatbots. So even though we've seen an increase, a really significant increase over the last few years, 85% of the Fortune 500 still did not use a chatbot, which is pretty, pretty large number there. Um, and then when it comes to job recommendations based on candidate profiles, for example, 84% still were not um, still we're not using that type of functionality either. And we saw that a lot when it comes to that type of personalization uh, uh, usage where, um, you know, it's just not quite where we would expect it to be. So still a lot of room for growth. Well, I, I mean, it helps paint a better picture of why we saw these giant increases, because if you, you know, went to the, your goal to go to the gym in 2023 was, you know, twice or double what you did last year and you only went once it, it's easy to make those jumps but yeah hearing that 85 84 percent don't have chatbots was that accurate 85 percent 85 percent that's alarming because i yeah. imagine if you were to go to their regular website right in customer service or you know chatbot to purchase things they probably have one there why are they leaving candidates on the on the side of the road right. when they may have frequently asked questions or something or need something on off hours right yeah. where where folks may not be around very very interesting stuff also a little bit concerning as well um you mentioned that organizations may want a little bit more insight right as mm -hmm. to, to how they perform let's say you are one of let's say you're vandalay industries i've been watching a lot of seinfeld and you want to know yeah. <laughs> it is it is um but you want to know a, a little bit more insight into how we we're able to audit in this way and how we came to these conclusions. Mm -hmm. Is there a place where they can go find more information to, to hopefully alleviate some of those pain points that you mentioned before? Yeah, so definitely recommend, of course, downloading the report. We have yes. a lot of that context and explanation of how the audits are performed. Um, if you're looking for more information specifically about your company scores, your rankings, you know, definitely reach out to Phenom, DM us in our in our channels. Um, you know, we'd be happy to walk through those scores, yeah. um, you know, on an individual basis for Absolutely. sure. Absolutely. Now, I think the other side of that coin is, is what happens to Fortune company number 501, right? Dunder Mifflin or, or whoever that company may be that is just on the outside and may not be included in the report. Is there any way that they can potentially see where they rank compared to the fortune 500 they're out of luck so <laughs> i'm just kidding no no they we we actually are offering um the opportunity to request an audit so if your company was not part of the fortune 500 uh you're a dunder methlin you're no i'm just kidding um if your company was not part of the fortune 500 you do have the opportunity to request an audit of your career site so you can go through um we'll go through your career site and evaluate it just as we did for all of the other companies and come up with the scores. We'll, we'll talk through uh, what those scores mean, as well as opportunities for improvement. That makes sense. Whether you're Dunder Mifflin or the Michael Scott paper company, you want to understand where, sure. where you rank. Um, we talk about the Fortune 500 here, right? Obviously, mm -hmm. those are going to be US-based organizations for, for the most part. I know last year we kind of had an insert for the Euro 100. Um, is that included in this report or are we going to launch a, a grander scale report for, for the European folks who may yeah. join you? So for this year, we, um, it's not in this year's, uh, fortune 500 report, okay. but in a couple of weeks we will be releasing the Euro 100. So do keep an eye out. We'll have another audit very similar to this one where 
We include uh, Euro 100 key findings, some takeaways there, um, how they're performing well, how where there's opportunities for improvement uh, when it comes to attracting, engaging, converting candidates. And those company rankings and scores will be in there as awesome. well. So if you're interested in finding out where uh, you, you may rank from a European perspective or anything, I think like, share, subscribe, all of our content, sign up for our email list, the whole nine. You won't miss it when it comes out. Uh, Monica, we talked about a lot here today. I want to ask you any final thoughts, anything that I may have neglected to ask you with regards to the port that you wanted to, to mention. Um, the only thing that I would add is, you know, one thing that the report also does include is uh, opportunities and recommendations for improvement. So there's a lot of information there, you know, just covering the current state of everything as it relates to career sites and candidate experience. But what what do you what can you do with that information? How do you proceed from from there? So there's a whole section um, dedicated in the report to uh, outlining, you know, here are the simple, quick things that your you or your team can start implementing today. Um, things like, you know, just starting to get more um, active on social media, all the way to more long-term plans and strategic and technological uh, changes that that organizations can consider, like implementing certain AI technology, making sure that you have those personalization features on the career site so that you're quickly connecting people with the right job. Um, things like keeping uh, up to date on all of the new and upcoming technology. Yeah. There's so much now that's being talked about with generative AI. Yeah. We just had a whole live event on that a couple of days ago. <laughs> um, so we're all very familiar with that. But again, just just keeping speed to like, what are the things that are influencing candidates right now? And, you know, we want to make sure that we're keeping pace. So there's a lot to catch up on. There's even more coming uh, down the pipeline. And it doesn't necessarily mean we have to implement all of these things right away, but just making sure that we're accounting for, you know, this is going to be the biggest opportunity for um, my organization and for my my candidates, my space, um, this is what we were going to start going after. So definitely a lot of good tips in there. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I and I, they're ever changing, right? As yeah. you mentioned, I think back to 10 years ago, not every company was mobile accessible when it came to a career site, right? Now, you're, you're probably laughed at if, you, if you're not able to apply, you know, via iPad, via iPhone, whatever the case may be, because so many people access the internet that way. Um, Monica, one last question for you, and I'd be remiss if I didn't ask it. How can people access the report? What's the best way to get it right now? Great question. So we did we did just launch it today. So yes. if you're watching on LinkedIn, watching on any of our social channels, um, definitely check out our latest posts. Uh, you can find the link there. You can also go to phenom.com under our resources. We have the ebook there, and we'll make sure to, to post it in the, in, in the comments. Too. Oh, yeah. It, I, we always do a blog Keep recap. We'll yeah. we'll do the blog recap for those of you listening <laughs> on. Yes, yes. Uh, for those of you on uh, Apple Music or Spotify, I'll put it in the show notes. Yep. And I'm I'm excited to dive into this report a little bit more. Um, if you have any questions, like Monica said, d shoot us a DM, <laughs> send us an email, whatever the case may be, and and we'll be happy to help. Monica, I want to thank you for joining me on the program today to talk about our exciting report. I mean, seven, yeah. seven years is nothing to, to shake a stick at, right? No, no. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Thanks for having me. And yeah, I hope it, hope everyone finds some value, value yes. in it for sure. Of course. Of course. Well, that does it for today's shocking, uh, drop of an episode. I know we didn't do any promotion or anything like that. So, um, it's because we, we had to 
released the state of candidate experience benchmark report and we couldn't tell you that it was coming out um, and take away from the phenom x plus event or the fossway nine grid or anything like that in between so uh, certainly download the report uh, i know we're going to continue the conversation around it over the next couple of weeks uh, but i hope everyone has a fantastic rest of the day uh, enjoy your weekend and we can't wait to see you next week thanks so much have a great weekend talent experience live of course is proudly brought to you by the good folks here at Phenom, whose purpose is to help a billion people find the right job. Our intelligent talent experience platform, which helps candidates find the right roles faster, employees evolve in their current roles and beyond, recruiters achieve some next level productivity, and managers build better teams with data and analytics. And of course, all of this is powered by super slick artificial intelligence and machine learning. So head on over to phenom.com to learn more. While you're there, check out the promo for I am Phenom. It is right on the homepage. Don't be afraid to click on it. See who keynote speakers are gonna be, see what session tracks are happening and everything in between, including networking and party.